What is going on, everybody? Alex from Hidden Falls Media, and we are back with another incredible episode for you. In this episode, we're going to get into some amazing topics around branding. What does it mean? How do you actually start to implement branding or any type of brand inside of your business? And then looking at that from a really interesting digital perspective as well. My guest today is James Jacoby. I've known him for probably about two and a half years now. Uh, through the Arte Syndicate group. James has been an incredible connection for me, helping me with understanding different ways to accelerate business growth and how to build a brand that actually impacts people and leveraging sales and marketing in that process. I'm super excited to get into this episode with him today. But before we get into that real fast, I want to remind you of the fee of the episode. You know, we don't run ads. I don't try to sell you a course. I don't try to do any of that other stuff that digital marketers try to do for you. This podcast is simply to help provide you the best value and the best, best education from some of the world's leading experts. So James, welcome aboard. I'm happy to have you here today, man. So excited to be here, Alex. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, so before we got kicked off on this, one of the topics uh, that we really wanted to dive into a lot was branding, specifically looking at how do we, what it, let's start with the basics, right? Let's say I'm a small business owner and I hear you need to have a brand, developing a brand is everything, but I'm sitting here thinking, well, what the hell is a brand, right? Everybody has their own definition of it. How do we start to kind of narrow that in and put structure around some of this? Yeah, I mean, so there's, well, there's two things, right? There's a there's a corporate brand, it's your business brand, and then it's your, your personal brand. And there's a lot of confusion most of the time about, well, what's the difference and how do I, how do I do both? And what, and what does that look like? Especially in the, in the bigger, the bigger your company gets and then when you start to have more and more employees, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a constant topic of conversation. But if we, if we start first with your, your corporate brand, I call it the corporate brand, your business brand, it's your product or service. Um, your brand should reflect the nuances of what you do. It should, it should be consistent themes, look and feel and messaging that is, is articulating the types of things your brand does to solve problems in the marketplace, to serve your marketplace. So I think the first thing you got to think about is, you know, going back to your marketing and your messaging, what are you saying out there? You know, what are, what are the, what are the, what are you declaring on how, how you're helping your market, you know, and what, what are those things? What are the challenges in the market? And if you could, if you could rope it in, dial it back into, if I could talk about five things and I only get five things ever to talk about all the time, you know, what would those be? And, and once you start to get that organization and, and, and simplicity of structure to who you are and what you're doing, it really starts to help you define what your brand really is. I love it. We've been uh, we've been having a lot of conversations with small business owners recently, and one of the things that we are getting feedback on is why is it so hard for businesses to stick with a brand, and how do you stick with something more than three months without wanting to give up on that idea or say, hey, it's not going to work for us. And some of the conversations we've been having around that are like, okay, well, we know that marketing is a game of memorization, right? And if we can operate from that type of structure to begin with, then it, it almost becomes gamified in a way for us, right? Then it's not necessarily about, hey, what's the direct ROI on this? Because how are you measuring ROI on memorization of a business? And it's like, well, you know, that's a hard uh, KPI to really measure a key performance indicator, but 
I think it's starting to get to this idea that when we put structure around these ideas and these processes, we get to actually open up a lot of creativity as to how we do that. And we're not handcuffed to a single platform like a Facebook or a Twitter or a LinkedIn or a YouTube or even a podcast, right? We're more hooked on the idea of getting inside of our customers' lives and making it a game that they've memorized who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you want that, right? You want to you don't want to be a brand that's, that's easily forgettable. Um, and you want to be a brand, which I, I hope we get into a little bit later in this discussion, but you want to be a brand that people can find on here mm. that can consume you on here. Um, there's tons of data that I, I like to share. And just a, a quick one. Now the, the, the consumption of, of mobile phone usage during COVID this year has gone up in many seg- sectors of, of industry over 40%. Um, it's, it's astronomically high. So, you know, you want to think about as you're talking business and where you, how you do business, how are you using your brand through this? Cause this is where people are spending 10, 12, 14 hours a day right here. So that's, that's a key part of your strategy that goes with your brand. Man, I thought I was bad with like hitting three, three and a half hours of screen time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, well, your iPhone will tell you or your smartphone, yeah. it tells you every week, hey, this is how much time you spent on your phone this week. Yeah. Um, so people are online. They're looking. They're looking around. They have, they're, they're, they're open to attention. Who wants to give it to them? Yeah. You know, what's your message to say, hey, listen to me? Yeah. So one of the questions I definitely wanted to get into with you around the, the topic of agencies, consultants, and freelancers and what do people actually need to be looking for in them? Despite who they hire, despite where they're at or who they resonate with, with their branding and with their messaging, I've been really focused on trying to educate my audience through what are the right questions I should be asking them, regardless of who they are, to see if they're truly the best fit for me. When you're starting to look at this, because I know you have an extensive background in hiring and doing a lot of the HR that goes along with that and a lot of the processes and systems and building and scaling that, what are those questions that business owners should be on the look for when getting into that position and getting into that role? Yeah. Well, I mean, always go back to the most basic parts of business first. With any CEO I talk to, we start, we start with two things. It's one, what's your vision? Where are you taking this company? What do you want to see happen with it? Because depending on that, that changes your strategy. It changes your approach. It changes your execution. Changes everything, you know. Um, so, where do you want to go and why? And, and then having an honest assessment of well, how are you doing with that? And then the other thing is, let's look. Let's look at your financials. Let's look at your numbers. How are you doing with your revenue? How are you doing with your expenses? How are you doing with your profit? Are you even measuring it? Um, do you are you are you using a a, a daily weekly tracking system um, to measure your cash flow and to, and to, do you know if you could, you could cut back on expenses or not? Do you know where your, where your next revenue is coming from? Do you know your profit goals? Why do you even have them? You know, so those are, it's not a sexy subject to talk about, but it actually ties a lot into the reasons why you would want to hire anybody for anything because you need the, the goal of business, right? Is to grow and, and, and to be successful. Well, you can, you can measure that and identify that in a lot of different ways. That's why vision is important first. What's your vision and your mission? 
And then what are the financials that you need to accomplish that? And, and, and what's the timeline? You know, what's your timeline for that? So now you start to shape the business. And then when you, when we get into then, okay, we know we need to market. We know we need to have a brand. We know, we may not know anything about any of that. We're not, we're not the marketing thinkers of, of, of business. I'm more of the creator. Let's say a lot of people are in the creation side. I know how to build a product or a service and do that, but I have no idea how to sell or market very well. Right. Which is why you might hire um, someone like you or a, a digital marketing company or an agency. And so unfortunately we as people are not typically the best buyers. <laughs> um, we, we buy stuff because we think it's going to help us and, and you should buy because you think it should help you. I mean, that, why would you not think that? But, the, but the challenge though, is that there's so many different choices in the marketplace for things that you want and need. And, and a lot of times as consumers, we don't really know, you know, what, what is the best thing for us? And why, why do we even think that we need that, you know? And so like where I like to start with purchasing decisions with people is to say, well, tell me why you want that. You know, what, what do you think that's going to do for your business? Um, and it very may, may well be that your knowledge area in that area is not good. And so you're, you're depending on that person to bring in that expertise to help you out. That's fine. But then if that's the case, then let's keep your vision and your financial numbers and, and your goals and the things you need to have happen to make your business go in mind as you hire people. Because what happens then is we have to keep them accountable, right? We're investing, we're investing in people, investing in services to help us achieve certain things in our business. So we as business owners need to, to be one, we need to be organized about our own business first. We need to know exactly what's happening in our own business, good, bad, and indifferent about where we're at and why we're, why we're there. We need to know our strengths, our weaknesses in our business. And, and being more in tune with yourself will help you be a much, much, much better buyer because you're gonna know exactly what you need and why you need it. And, and you're gonna know what the right thing is because you've done your homework. So that's the place to start. Um, and then the, the second thing is to then communicate that to potential vendors, right? You, because if you don't lay the expectations out there, they don't know. They don't know what's in here or, or, or in your balance sheet unless they ask you. A lot of them don't ask you. So you have to take the responsibility and the accountability to lead. Lead your vendors to help them help you. Mm. And, and that's a skill that I don't see happen very often out there. And if more businesses did that, they would see a much different outcome most likely with their vendor partners. And they would have a lot more uh, traction and faster results because they're on the same page. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, and it's funny because you were talking about how not all vendors will have these conversations. And I mean, you and I have had the conversation before of, hey man, like you should really, you were telling me like, man, you need, really need to have a few different perspectives on X, Y, and Z before going into hiring a sailor, hiring somebody for fulfillment, what are those different angles that you're not seeing? And I think that's where having somebody, you know, even though even though the vendor relationship might not be there, having that relationship with somebody else to be able to say, hey, these are the questions, these are the types of ideas you need to have. Um, one of the things I did, wasn't expecting to get into, but you brought it up was, um, 
how many business owners not knowing their numbers and going in, yeah and going into um one of the things that really helped me at a baseline level was reading the book profit first and starting to break that down because it made sense to me because i had already gone through a health and transformation journey on that side and when they broke it down into the smaller plate model i was like oh of course this makes like it everything started to click and it's amazing what happens when you can find that extra revenue inside your business without having to do anything differently and having those types of tools and resources. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and unfortunately, I mean, that's, that's part of being in a business. It's like, listen, you're never going to be perfect ever at what you're doing in your business. You're going to make lots of mistakes. I promise. Daily baby. Daily mistakes. But you know what? It's, and I talk about this all the time, and I think this is really important for anyone that's listening, is be okay with failing as long as you learn from it with the intention of learning from it. Um, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, that's in itself, you're a risk taker. You're going you're gonna to make some mistakes. You're also going to win though too. The greater the risk, the greater reward in a lot of cases, um, as long as you're doing it smartly. But, um, but even if you weren't, you know, and, and, you, and you made a wrong choice, it's going to happen. And, and you know what? You're going to survive. You're going to live through it. Learn from it makes you better. And, and the faster you can learn about what you need to learn to make your business where you want it to go, the faster you're going to get there, period. So you might as well make mistakes intentionally. Um, not, not like, oh, I want to make 10, 10 mistakes today. You know, that's never the mindset we have going into the day, but it's going to happen nonetheless. And, and if you have the mentality that it's okay to make a mistake and learn from it, because I know it's going to help me grow, you're never going to be wrong. You'll be great. It'll help yeah. you. Tell me about this war room, man. Yeah. This that was fun. has been taken off over the last year or so. So we, we, it really was a COVID project. It was a COVID project um, because you know, when COVID hit many, 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 um, service-based businesses, especially, especially like the live event space speakers, a lot of consultants, um, different services, you know, all of us, you you look at travel, you look at restaurants, all sorts of industries, right? I mean, we got crushed, crushed. And, um, you know, it was just that, that moment of truth as a CEO to be like, what do we do? You know, what do we do right now? And, you know, that's where, um, luckily, I, I'm thankful. I, I, I experienced what the 2008 crash was like. I was there. I saw firsthand what it did to everyone around me. And we survived. We grew a lot through it. But the reasons that we grew through it is because we, we made some, some very important decisions, which I think are relevant for, for War Room and, and COVID this year, which was, um, we're going to love the hard. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to buckle up, roll up our sleeves and we're going to work harder than we did before. We're going to listen to the market and, and, and be vulnerable to say, maybe what I was doing before isn't what my market needs right now. Maybe my market wants something else. So I need to figure out what am I good at and how do I deliver and how do I adapt it to give them something that they want right now. Mm. And, and, um, and that takes vulnerability. It takes a lot of courage but it also helps you become a better marketer and a better business owner because you are doing the right things to run a business in, 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 a, in, a, in a chaotic market like this. Yeah. Um, 
because the, the smart business owners will listen to the market and play the game the market's giving them, not fight it. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's um, that ability to pivot. You got it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, listen, it's, it's uncomfortable as hell. It is uncomfortable as hell, but uh, it's that, that reality of like, um, if you ever, another great book I mentioned last week, um, and when I was speaking somewhere, uh, the, your iceberg is melting. It's a great little book. It's called your iceberg is melting. It's a great leadership book for business. And, and really that's, a, that's a, that's a perfect depiction of what this, this year has been. It's all about penguins on an iceberg and literally the iceberg is melting. And if they don't move to another iceberg, they're, they're going to be done. They're toast. Yeah. And so it's, it's that like realizing what, what you're up against, realizing that you need to make some decisions, really important ones. Unfortunately, right now, like pretty quick, you don't have time to figure like to think about it. You got to make them now and then, and then go like you might, you might jump off that iceberg, go in one direction and you don't have time to go back and swim to another direction. Like that might be the only direction you can, you can go. So you hope you're right, you know, but, and that's kind of like a, what's happened this year is, is you look at your options and you, and you make, you have to make some tough decisions. But um, I can tell you from talking with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of business owners and even all the third-party research that we study ourselves to validate or, or learn something new about what's going on in the market, everybody will tell you that's doing that, that um, decision-making quicker is really important right now. Like fast decision-making is really important. It's all about speed in your business, the quicker you can operate, the quicker you can market, the quicker you can promote, the quicker you can sell more and, and deliver the services you can do, the much better chance you're going to have at surviving, growing, and all of that. So it's about how can you operate faster than you ever have before, leaner, and more rela relatable and valuable to the market. Not an easy question to answer, but that's that. those are the questions you got to deal with. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about brand and why people are starting to shift from brands. I think that's a massive indicator right there. So, so on that, Alex, I'll, I'll give you, there's three main drivers of brand switching right now in the marketplace. This just came out. This was a data by McKinsey. They just gave the report out literally like last week. This is from data from the last two months. Um, number one reason why someone's going to switch to a different brand and give it a shot is availability. Number one reason availability. So in terms of, and this is a great topic for this um, number, number two, number three are, are um, just to get them out of the way is value and quality value and quality. So think about this. What does availability mean? Well, it means that one <laughs> in terms of marketing and promotion if you're not out there promoting, no one knows that you're there, right? So that's, that's, an, that's you, you got to promote, you got to promote and you got to say, Hey, we're available. And the other part of availability is, is, is the speed of it. It's to say, Hey, this person or this business wants this thing right now. Are you available as a business to provide that or not? Can you do it? Are you capable? And can it be high quality and drive lots of value. And so, in, you know, in, in most markets, you know, you could probably get away in any business. Most businesses need speed. They need high quality, you know, 
Um, and sometimes you can get away with not having one of those, but in today's market, you have to have all of them. You have to have speed, value, and, and quality to, to what product or service you're bringing. So, but that's, that's, that's key, availability. Awesome. With that, where do you, out of all of them, because we have to tackle one problem at a time, yep. which one do you start with? In terms of what? How to, how to make sure that you're moving forward to that next iceberg. Out of those three things that we just got done with, how do we, which one do we pick first and how do we start to order these things to get us to that next spot? So I, I think the first thing in like if, if and, and part of the problem, the huge part of the problem is people feel overwhelmed to the max. They, they have so much they have to decide on, think about, consider, which is again, why the data shows like making quick decisions is a real problem right now. People are really struggling to make fast decisions and it's slowing their business down in a, in a, in a digital marketplace that is moving at light speed. And so we are getting slower and the market's getting faster, and that's a problem. And so the only way I know to recommend getting faster quick is to slow slow down actually first. Yeah. And, and, and to actually, like, if you do anything, get away for two days, like, immediately. Like, go away for two days, get super quiet in a place where you can relax, take a deep breath, go on a walk. And, and start to really look at your business and, and answer some simple questions, right? What's the vision? Where do we want to go? And more importantly, why do we want to do it? Because that, that why is that visceral energy and passion that pushes you, that drives you. So that you gotta, we got to reconnect with that too, right? And does my passion fit with what something is out there in the market? Is there anything out there in the market that says, oh, we want that? We would love to have that. Do you know? And if you don't know, it's okay. But then your job is to really the next, one of the first steps you have to do is like, you need to go talk to a lot of people with no expectations at all of making money on anything, but you just need feedback. Yeah. Like you need massive feedback to understand where do you fit? Where do you fit in your space? And that's going to help you really quickly understand where you can play ball. Um, the other thing is when you look at your business and you're honest with yourself, where are you the best at in it? Like, where's your, where's your magic superpower in your business of where you bring the most value? Um, most people would probably say, you know, it's, it's, it's the service delivery to the client. Um, if they're a small business owner, cause it's, it's usually them or a small team. Um, maybe it's their marketing. I don't, I don't know, but figure out where, where that is and all the rest of it. Look at all those other things you have to do. Look at all the current expenses you have that are, are you're spending money on are any of those things driving results for you or not and getting really tough with yourself and with your, your business and with your vendors and with your spending on, listen, I don't got time to mess around. So if you can't produce for me, Sorry, like I, I, I just can't afford to give you leeway right now. Right. Now that's tough to say with employees, right? That's a different topic a little bit. Um, but if we're talking about services and vendors and things that you're spending money on pretty, pretty just nonchalantly, you got to cut it back or, or, or hold them more accountable. You know, one of the two, but your, your job right now is you have to be ultra accountable 
ultra accountable to yourself, sell a lot of extreme ownership, you know, and, and taking this forward. Can't blame the market. <clears throat> can't blame your clients. Can't blame anybody for where you're at. You are where you're at because of where you're at, you know, take ownership of it and say, I can do this. I can win. I can find a way. I will find a way. I'm capable. You are. Um, but you got to do these things to, to, to figure that out. I, there's no other way I know of than yeah. to kind of do the, the things that I'm talking about. It was funny. Um, I was in a meeting talking about finding a will to win. Um, I was in a, so every, every week we have a marketing meeting inside of our business. That's two, two and a half hours and it's religious, right? There is no getting away from this meeting happening. And we have another one too on Fridays. That's an imagination and learning session. And for the last month, we have done nothing but do, and some of the visualization part that we do within the uh, learning session and imagination session is visualization of when, of willing it to win, of putting so much will into bringing that dream towards us just as much as we're coming towards it, because it means so much to have that visceral response and emotion attached to what that's going to be. But yeah. I think you nailed it. It's and there's a lot of things that I just heard out of you that it overlapped with the book that I just finished up, which was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. One of those books that you hear people talk about all the time. You're like, oh, like it borders on that weird line from what I've heard of people absolutely love it or hate it. And a lot of what you were just talking about was in that book where starting from that seed of desire, really planning that deeply inside of you, but having a clear autonomous mission going on in the subconscious mind to drive and push that forward, mm -hmm. but having systems and processes and repetition in place to get you to where you want to be faster by implementing a lot of this. So it was really interesting yeah. to kind of hear a lot of what, what just happened. Well, and that's just it. And that's, I mean, to, to answer your question, because I realized I didn't really answer it before, but the war room concept was, is to help people execute, mm. to help people execute and stay focused. That's really what it was. We, we, we came together every day for 10 minutes, reported some key metrics and numbers that we were measuring that we knew would drive results. And we just, we held each other accountable. And I would focus, you know, some time every week with, with the clients that I had, but um, everybody won. Everyone that participated in that won wow. big. And um, they saw huge moves in their business, bigger revenue numbers. Um, we got tighter on the margins and then the, and the expenses. We looked at their P&Ls. We got, I mean, we just, we, it was increased accountability, um, faster decision-making and, and faster execution. And then along with that, listen, that may not be enough still. It may not be. There was people in the group that they were doing those things and they still were struggling to win. And so that's where then the, um, the skilling up happens is some things you just have to get better at, you know, and, and for like, for example, we worked with a consulting company and everything looked good on paper. The numbers looked good. They were executing. But then when we looked at how they were presenting their ideas and service in, in a very, you know, talk like this, I'm like, oof, we got to work on that. Uh, that that's, that's why you're not making money right now. <laughs> Um, and, and you know what, and we worked on it and then they made money, you know, and then they were closing deals. So, you know, part of it is a skill thing. Um, and you don't know what you don't know unless you have someone helping you look, look at that. And then, and the other parts of what I already said. So, but that's it. Like that's, um, business is challenging and difficult and complicated. And then at the same flip of the coin, it's actually simple. We are really good at making things hard. 
but you gotta, you gotta try to operate more simple. Yeah. I love it, James. I know we're running out of time, but where can people find you? How can they find out more about War Room and where can they get a hold of your content? Um, well, I'd love for you guys to find me on um, LinkedIn. We spend a lot of time there. So you just James Jacoby on LinkedIn and uh, that's a J-A-C-O-B-I. And uh, our website's called Ascend Advisors with an E, advisors with an E, ascendadvisors.com. It's a brand new site um, and we got a lot of great, great new um, digital SaaS products that we're, we're rolling out this week that you can come go learn about. But um, those are the two places that I ask you to check us out. That's awesome, man. Thank you for being here. Guys, as always, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you leave us a written review. It helps us get ranked. It helps James get more traction too. James, thank you so much for being on today. We'll catch you later, man. Thanks, Alex. Good luck.